The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's like, oh my god, and my hair is getting so long too. I'm like... Listen, we got to do something about it. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to Tag Talk. Uh, this is going to be a really, really fun episode. We're talking about the Hung Bucks and CMFTR in the same episode. And it's not us being crazy and speculating. It's oh. actual stuff. Actual legitimate Something actually happened. Stuff. So I'm so excited. Uh, my name is Kylie. This is Haley. And this is Tag Talk. But before we do that, I wanted to show Haley my shirt. Because Haley did an interview with the Mr. Anthony Bowens. And I wanted to wear my shirt to commemorate your interview and also give you an opening to talk about it. Uh, so you can plug it. So I'm going to plug it now? Okay, yes. fine, perfect segue. Yeah, so <laughs> I I had the opportunity to do a feature piece about pride, um, which is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I had reached out to AEW and I had the opportunity to interview Anthony Bowens, which was like a dream come true, uh, the best. Um, and I really, I really like it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of really good stuff in there, um, especially with you know all of the things going around uh, the world, not even just the country. Um, I think that it's super relevant stuff. So yeah, check it out. Um, it's on my Twitter. I tweeted it, but it's also on um, Nerds and Beyond. It's, it. it's really, really good stuff. I love I love when um, wrestling interviews are, not that they're not just about wrestling, but they're about something, you know, real and tangible and something that a lot of fans really, really feel deeply. So I wore my shirt in honor of that. Scissor me daddy ass. I love <laughs> the shirt. And I saw that Denise almost wore her scissor me daddy ass shirt to the dentist, but she like, I she love that. Her. And I was like, listen, this is the shirt. I love this shirt. Never wear it in public, though, because I don't trust that. But I do love this shirt. So I, I wanted to make sure I wore it because I wanted to make sure Haley talked about it. And I didn't want it to be some, like, awkward thing at the end where she's just like, oh, yeah, guys, I also <laughs> did this interview. So that's that. But we have a big agenda today. Not as big as last week, but Oof. I think these are big topics. We have the hung bucks. We have CMFTR confirmed by Tony Khan, and we have Impact stuff. But like always, we should start with being the elite because that's just that's just our new um, our new gimmick. We just always start. <laughs> but before we do that, if you guys have a question, a comment, something you want us to read on air, make sure to submit a super chat. Uh, we will read all the super chats. We're super excited to be here and being the elite. Okay, being the elite this week was not that eventful. The yeah. biggest thing was Matt Jackson is now wearing a suit um, <laughs> with a horribly tied tie, by the yeah. way. So bad. So bad. Someone helped that man. But also, uh, they're going with this whole money shakes, like we're filthy rich. We're spinning <laughs> in the, like swimming in the gold gimmick. And listen, it's contract season. Listen. I also just want to say, 
SP3, time for the best show on the channel, Tag Talk. It feels so long since me and Jeremy used this wonderful background. <laughs> Listen, this, this background is, I think, the best thing to come out of Fightful Overbook. <laughs> It's kind like, of iconic. <laughs> this will always be like even even if Tag Talk ends, me and Haley break up, nothing ever happens. I hope this background lives on with Jeremy and SB3. Yeah, <laughs> just like with with our tags on and everything, just it stays forever. I really hope it happens. <laughs> people in the some people are like, what are they talking about? And you know what? You should watch Jeremy and SB3 show. Yeah, you need to be watching more Fightful Overbook content. Yeah, you really should. Um, but anyway, back to the where we get totally lost because I could talk about Fightful Overbook forever. I love this channel. But um, I also thought it was funny. Hangman was like, we should buy Instagram and use it to manipulate <laughs> geopolitics. I was like, okay, go on. Period, Hangman. Period, Hangman. Hangman, always the millennial liberal. The... <laughs> But I love with his, with his plant-based protein in a suitcase. <laughs> I love Nick and the, like, $11 million house. And just, like, the request to tour. But, like, in his mind, like, he, like, bought the house. I love that. I know. I, I just... And it's so funny because, my first of all, my camera's crooked. And it's so funny because last week uh, on Being the Elite, they were talking about this Chili's Wendy's contract <laughs> war. And we didn't get, like, really any mention of Chili's or Wendy's in uh this episode it's just them spending money spending money to make money which is a cody rhodes thing so is the monkey the money shakes by the way so um i don't know i don't know what's going on there and also matt son is still here uh, he which is- i love i when when he when the episode opened and i saw zach there i was like uh, i love this my new favorite part of bte he's like you know what i'm gonna get my son over he is going to be dominic mysterio <laughs> And I respect it. I really do. That kid is, you know, we watched him grow up just like we watched Dominic grow up and I'm ready for his first match. Listen, Ring of Honor, call him up. Give him a tryout. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, Zach Jackson versus someone. I don't care who, but you know what? He needs it. But um, overall, being the elite was just kind of, it wasn't as big as last week, but I do think it's really interesting. The Hung Bucks are getting closer the hung bucks they're doing contract stuff kenny is still supposedly mia but you can hear him talking while nick is playing the game so just pretend you didn't pretend he's still mia um and the dark order once again is you know so confused about the hung bucks and all the stuff going on and they're also trying to recruit they tried to recruit monkey yeah, Ito. Ito, yes I she was not having it yeah but she was not having it she no. was like He's like, goodbye. And the best friends, even the best friends thought the Dark Order were pathetic. <laughs> like, That's they're reaching new lows. <laughs> they're reaching new lows. And you know what? Listen, Dark Order, I would I would stick by you. That's all I'm saying. I would not be a hangman page. Listen, but, if you're going to recruit, you have two people right here that would love to join. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I, I don't know how to wrestle, but, like, I could learn. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm submitting my application. Do you remember when EW first started and they were like, join the darkorder.com and yeah. you could submit your email? I did it. And then like a year later, I got my acceptance. It took a long time. Uh, we have a super chat from my sister who says, do you agree that best friends should be tag champs? You know what? I don't mind talking about this for a little while because I saw people talking about it on Twitter. But best friends, I really do feel like 
don't get enough credit, um, not just in terms of what they've done, what they can do in the ring, like in a match, but in terms of how, like, you know, they, they're AW OGs and they've really been a mainstay and you can really rely on them to pull out a decent match on TV. And I really don't understand why they aren't in a better spot. And, you know, people say the same thing about Dark Order. Um, but I just don't, I just don't know. And it really boggles my mind because the tag title picture is, or it has been a little wonky. A little abysmal. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, uh, but I feel like best friends are, you know, consistently over. They're stable. They're, you know, you know what you're getting with them. And I feel like they would have been a stabilizing force in the tag division. But we didn't do that. And now I don't know. I don't know what is going on with FTR and in BC Gold and Ricky and CM Punk is there now. And Samoa Joe is there. <laughs> I just really don't know. But, but hung bucks. That's the takeaway. Listen, yeah. But also, when Chris Stapp posted those photos the other day, and I saw, like, her and Orange with the titles, and then I panned over and, like, looked at um, Chucky T and Trent, and they just didn't have any gold. And I was like, man, these pictures would go so much harder if they had belts. I don't even right. care if they're AW or not. They need belts. <laughs> right. And um, of some people on Twitter, and I know Kate was engaging in this discourse during Dynamite last week, we're talking about uh, maybe best friends, you know, pushing forth a new character, or maybe, a, not, maybe not quite a heel turn, maybe a heel turn, something a little edgier. And I thought it was really interesting um, that Danielson was on commentary during that best friends match against the Blackpool Combat Club and kept saying Wheeler Yuta doesn't hang out with guys like that. Wheeler Yuta doesn't blah blah blah. But Wheeler Yuta learned a lot of his learned a lot of his wrestling stuff training with Chucky e. T. And Trent and Yuta, way back when when Trent was injured and came back, there was beef there. Like they had there was animosity. And I would really, really love once you know Blackpool Combat Club Elite is over, I would love if the best friends did something with the Blackpool Combat Club about Yuta. And I think it would be really great for Yuta and I think a natural mm -hmm. progression of his character to go from, you know, this young guy who's, you know, starstruck by Moxley and Danielson to this feral little brother to this polished wrestler mm -hmm. to someone who, you know, climbed the mountain on the backs of other people and now regrets it. I would love that story. Will AW do it? No clue. Probably not. But Tony Khan, if you're listening, listen, best friend, you have a gem there. And I don't know. People what love the best friends. Yeah. And it's not just Orange Cassidy. Like some people say it's just because they're friends with Orange Cassidy and it's just Chris Dat. Like they're over. It's Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta. They, they've been over since AW day one. The hugging thing gets cheered every time, whether Orange Cassidy is part of the hug or not. So I just, I feel like AW has this long history, you know, long history. It's company's four years old, but especially the last two years. Just having great talent that get over and just not capitalizing on it mm -hmm. uh, and just sort of relying on the crowd to keep them over and keep it going until AW is ready. And I feel like that's a really big problem when you have people like the best friend or like Butcher and the Blade or like Eddie Kingston who get over and then the crowd just gets tired of having to carry that weight. Also, people in the chat are talking about Sue. Listen, Sue needs to be in the video game. Yes, 
Yes, they had so AW Games did a Twitch uh, with the best friends, and they were just showing um, commercials for the tag team thing. Whatever, I think I saw this on the Twitch. It might have been something else, but it like the the lower third of the best friends was like Sue's waiting to pick them up, or like they they came here in the minivan, something along those lines. Listen, why can't I get a special entrance where they pull up in the minivan? And you know what? I want the van as a weapon. <laughs> They just deadlift the van and throw it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, like, oh, they're like, oh, man, we're wrestling really, really big Brody King. How are we going to defeat him? We're going to deadlift a minivan and launch it. That's They just invest in strongman sports. Listen, that alone would make me buy the game. Like, screw everything else. <laughs> that alone, I would buy the game. Oh, we got a Sue DLC. Just, uh, it's just Sue. Or, like, AW Extras. It's, like, you know, the, the special <laughs> characters. Like, the not, the the recurring cast. It's, like, Sue. You could have, like, I mean, you couldn't do anything with Cody Rhodes, probably. I was gonna say, you could have Pharaoh, but, I mean, you could have Renee and her dog. You could have, I mean, you could do Arn. But anyway, I feel like it'd be a great... No, listen, I'm calling. I want a minivan in my AW game. <laughs> listen, I feel like it'd be great entertainment. And it the best friends deserve it. Sue put in the work to get over. She really did. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, she's just a part of chaos as any other member. Period. Period. Exactly. I don't care if someone corrects me. Because you know what? Wrestling isn't real anyway. <laughs> Oh lord, this is gonna be. We're only what thirteen minutes in, and we're already we've already derailed like three times. I love it. And you know what? We felt like this was coming, and I'm just I here to lie. <laughs> I'm just here to lie. We're not gonna derail. <laughs> and you know what? That's that was an empty promise. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Hung bucks. Back to hung bucks. Oh. Um. So this dynamite is gonna be a big dynamite. Uh, I mean, this coming Wednesday. Yeah. So the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club or not the Elite. I mean the Elite but are the Hung Bucks. Not Kenny. <laughs> Clarify that. Versus Blackpool Combat Club is going to be interesting because Kenny's not there or is he? Does Kenny make his return here? Question mark. I don't know. But I'm not even going to talk about Jake Hager, the fact that he's here. <laughs> I cannot. But Mogul Embassy, which I have thoughts about Mogul Embassy. I just want to touch on this really quick. Versus Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Sting and Keith Lee. One, Haley, Mogul Embassy, yes or no. Two, why didn't Swerve beat Orange Cassidy? <laughs> okay. Mogul Embassy, y- yes. Um, But two, I, I do think that Swerve should have beat Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah. I, Orange doesn't need a belt. You know, and I feel like it would have been the perfect opportunity to give it to Swerve because I want Swerve to have gold, and that's just that. I don't care I what want, it is. I want Swerve to. Okay, this is going to sound absolutely horrible, and I mean it with my whole chest. <laughs> Mogul Embassy would be better without Brian Cage. I'm sorry. I know people love Brian Cage, and I know it's controversial to like him or dislike him. But Mogul Embassy, that was Swerve, Toliona, and Khan, money as a trio. Absolute money. And that you can, 
Con and Tolio and I've been on AW enough. They can just come into the main roster. The main roster. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the AW roster, uh, and be totally fine. And it'd be yeah. so good. Like Mogul Embassy versus House of Black would be excellent. But Brian Cage is there, and he has a mohawk now. And I'm not. Well, I, I don't stand the mohawk. I have to say, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either. And I don't. I guess it like it sets you apart. And you know. Wrestlers change their hair all the time for character reasons and to, you know, start anew. But I'm not into it. it I feel like Brian Cage should be bald. I feel like we're conditioned yes. to see a big, beefy man and be like, he's bald. Yes. He be waxed. I don't know. I think we can blame, like, the Goldbergs of the world. But listen, I feel like that's just an obligation you have as a big, beefy boy. But then again, if Wardlow was bald, I'd be very upset. I mean, that hair match. I don't know. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I, I think it would be back to the hung bugs. I kind of derailed it a bit, but I'm bringing this back, Haley. I'm, I'm keeping your promise that you made to our audience for some reason. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Kenny Omega making a, a his return as though he's been gone for like a, an injury or something. I wouldn't be opposed to him being here. Um, one, because I think it'd be interesting for him to come back and see the Hung Bucks win over the Blackpool Combat Club, because I think they're probably going to win this. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that really, this is that's the best thing for the stories, for them to win it. Uh, and Yuta lose and take the pin. That's where I think we should go with it. Don't know. But also, Claudio is big and bald. Just saying. <laughs> Here we I, have, go. I have the poster in front of me. That's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I'm still not sold on Kota Ibushi to AEW. Here, I should say. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking online about uh, Kota and assuming that he's probably going to show up, but I do think that we're going to see Kenny. I don't think we're going to see Ibushi. But if we do, I would love to be proven wrong. Please prove me wrong. Yeah, and it's like we're in, we're like full swing for a bit indoor season. Like we're in it now. Like yeah. the AW is rushing. Like we're going hard. But it's also like I'm not sure this is where you bring Kota Bushi in. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like because of his relationship or lack thereof with New Japan, it's like unless they can find a way to make him aw and just present him as this is an aw guy on forbidden door it's gonna be a little weird i fully expect don callis and takesta to be here mm-hmm. and i fully expect this regardless of who wins to be some beat down angle like tony khan loves to do um and someone's gonna make the save it's whether it's kenny whether it's dark order whether it's a bushi for some reason on his own i don't know um but i'm just like so maybe it's just me not wanting to get my hopes up Maybe that's what this is. Me, my brain is just like, no, it does not make sense for Bushi to be here yet. I mean, I mean, there's Okada too. Him being kind of drawn into this story with the beat, well, you know. Oh yeah, because he's wrestling Danielson yeah. at Forbidden Door. You know, that's, you know, I had forgotten about that. Not that they were wrestling, but that he was Danielson was part of this. <laughs> um, it would be, I don't know, because, so, the poster has Claudio, Moxley, and Yuta. 
So I imagine Danielson is going to be on commentary. So I wouldn't be surprised if Okada attacked Danielson while he's on commentary. Um, because I feel like you have to have Okada on TV before Forbidden Door. You just, you just have to do it. Um, I just don't know. Like, the Abushi thing. It's like, ugh. But I don't think Kenny Omega is MIA for no reason. I think there's a definite reason there. Um, but overall, I'm really excited about the Hung Bucks. And I'm especially excited for Matt Jackson and his little suit being all businessman. I tweeted about this. And listen, I was like, if we're only going to run the hung, hung Bucks once, I need them to go all out. I need special gear for this. And then I was like, I would love to see Hangman in some Jordans. But I was like, realistically... I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what we could see? The Young Bucks in wrestling, uh, well, sneaker-like uh, cowboy boots. And I was like, do those exist? And then I found out on Google that they exist. So I would Listen. like to see that. And I hope that they read my mind. But if not. They just, they read your mind. They're like, they're you know what people say? Like when someone's talking about you, like your ear will burn or, or what all those little things. There's like someone going in my head for like a week. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? I would love it. And I would I would love for them to maybe have um like cowboy inspired gear because I feel like the young bucks they kind of have a pattern of gear in the style they like. I would like I'd rather they be more cowboy like than hangman yeah. be more young bucks like. Uh we have a couple super chats. Uh this one's from Steve who says, I know Hager is Hager, but the match should be fine and I'll take it over Wardlow's five hundred 500th defense against unsigned talent. That's fair. Um my thing with that was just I just don't like H- Jake Hager. Um Ryan says, What do you call the same thing as a cinnamon roll? A synonym roll. Speaking of cinnamon rolls, um hashtag boycott cinnamon. We're still in full effect. Um you're either with us or against us at this point. That new Takashita shirt. Listen, that was a direct call out. <laughs> if you guys hadn't seen it, Takeshita, it's a weird shirt, first of all. Yeah. It has half of Takeshita's face and then a bio of Takeshita. <laughs> his stats. <laughs> his stats for some reason. And there's one of the things he likes is cinnamon rolls. Um, and listen, that is Cinnabon propaganda. Like, that Cinnabon calling pro wrestling tees and being like, print this on the shirt. It's indoctrination. It really is. And you know what? I made cinnamon rolls from scratch, and they were just as good. So you have no excuse to be going to Cinnabon. Boycott Cinnabon. Especially since Don Callis continues to, one, use that horrible image of poor Kenny Omega on his Titantron. Great art, by the way. At Mel Coleman Art on Twitter. Um... And two, continues to call out Kenny Omega and insult Kenny Omega when the man's not there to defend himself. We all know Kenny Omega's not there. And you know what? This is all Cinnabon's doing. Um, They're probably trying to lower the value of AEW so that they can buy it. Yeah, the stock, yeah. Even though they don't have stock, but yeah. Something about, like, liquid assets, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a business major, but if if I was a betting girl, that's what I would bet on. I will say, though... (laughs) I do like Takeshita's gear. Yes. I love it. I think Takeshita has such a great look as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's a beautiful man, a beautiful human being. Absolutely. But that aside, I feel like just how he presents himself and his vibe as in this heel character, it works so well, unfortunately, with Don Callis. 
so I really, really dig the act. I do not dig Don Callis and I don't dig Cinnabon. Hashtag boycott Cinnabon. Period. Period. You want to talk about CMFTR? Because I'm a little bit excited. Yes, I do. Okay. So just a rundown in case you missed it. On Dynamite, Tony Khan, or before Dynamite, Tony Khan announced that he had an announcement like he always does. And the announcement was the main event for the first collision, which people had already assumed it was going to be CM Punk related. Yeah. Um, it's CMFTR. And I thought it was so funny the way he said it. He was like, it's going to be uh, Samoa Joe and uh, what is Bullet Club Gold. For some reason in my head, I'm like BC Gold. BC <laughs> Gold. Uh, versus FTR. And then he paused and he goes, and CM Punk. And that was it. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. It was giving but, millennial pause. <laughs> like, yeah, I sometimes I forget that Tony Khan is a millennial and that he's part of that culture, <laughs> and that he does something that is so horrifically embarrassing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, so that's the main event for the first collision, which is actually this weekend, which I forgot about until this weekend. I think like Joel Pearl or someone had tweeted. It, I don't remember. Um, tweeted about collision and i was like oh my god we're already there it came up so fast it really did and i don't remember when they announced it like i i cannot remember when the announcement of the show was the upfront you had to yeah it was like a month ish ago but um regardless i'm really excited for it i think I think Ricky Starks does get a little bit lost. Someone had said on Twitter, because these guys are going to collision and they're going to be doing the stuff with CM Punk or whatever, um, by them, I, I mean Jay White and Juice Robinson, are going to do this trios match. They're presumably going to be on Saturdays. Ricky does get a little bit lost, but I think this is a great way. One, I did not expect it was going to be a, C- a CM Punk singles match. I saw some people saying they were upset. CM Punk is not going to wrestle a singles match in his first match back. It's not going to happen. And also CMFTR is like an established thing. And that's something they've kept going through. um, His injury. Yeah. And also FTR and Bullet Club Gold are feuding. And so the tag thing keeps going. But I do think CM Punk Samojo is going to be like their first big collision feud, which I'm super excited about. So it's a good way to get the kickstart the show, get it going, get like your guys. These are the six guys who are going to lead collision, get them on screen. Um, uh, I am a little bit confused <laughs> because FTR tag champs and this Bullet Club Gold match that's for the tag titles is presumably happening soon. Like, I don't know when it would be happening. I don't know. I don't see the trajectory here. I don't see the vision <laughs> for that feud specifically. So, I mean, I'm fully team Jay White. Like, I'm so excited that I finally like Jay White, guys. I was ecstatic. I love this revelation because I've been Team Jay White for so long. And I feel like I'm always talking to a wall. But now, I'm not. I, for the longest time, and I hit it well, I think. <laughs> I was not, I was Team, I was not Team Jay White. I didn't hate him, but I was like, I don't really see it. Like, I'm not getting it. I didn't click with him. But then he comes to AW and he does some stuff with Adam Cole way back when. Last year feels like ages ago. And I was like, okay, I can get behind him. I don't think he's as good as Adam Cole or Kenny Omega, but like, I get it. I see it. 
But then for some reason now, you put him with Juice Robinson, and I'm like, oh my God, I love Jay White. <laughs> That's all, That's all it took. I love the, I love the little repackage. <laughs> he's not even repackaged. He's just with Juice Robinson. I know, but I loved it, and yeah. I think it maybe it's because he's getting a lot of promo time and like exposure in AW, and I'm uh, really starting to dig the you know the story season and thing. But I do think the eventual tag match between FGR and Bullet Club Gold is going to be really, really, really good. I'm really excited to see what they have for them, both FGR and Bullet Club Gold for, for Forbidden Door, though. Oh, and also this. Thank you for bringing this up, Ace. Are the Ass Club official in Bullet Club Gold? So at the end of Dynamite, um, I think the Ass Boys are part of Bullet Club Gold now. They intervened on behalf of Bullet Club Gold. So I'm presuming they are, which to me is a big misstep. Mm. You think so? You don't think so? I'm on the fence with it because, like, I I get it. And I think that pairing them with people like Jay White and Juice Robinson could possibly be good for them. Um, and I think, you know, bringing in these younger guys and kind of, um, you know, going back to the roots of Bullet Club, um, I think is a good idea. I don't know that I would have chosen them specifically, but whatever. Yeah, I kind of agree. I do think that they sh- Bullet Club Gold cannot just be Jay White and Juice Robinson. I think most yeah. people would agree with that. Um, I just don't... It's a little bit weird because I almost feel like if the ass boys hadn't won the tag titles and they did this angle, I feel like people would look upon it more favorably. But I think because their tag title run was so universally hated, like the majority of fans really hated it. Um, And a lot of people, me included, feel like they're not there yet Mm -hmm. uh, and still aren't there yet. I feel like this, I just dreading seeing them. Like now their push is like. They have go away heat. <laughs> yeah. They're, like they're yeah. disgusting. Like I don't want to see them. They're nice boys though, which I hate to, I hate that I'm saying that about them because they've only ever been nice, but I, any, you know what? And I, you know what? I'm going to double down on that. If they hadn't beaten the acclaimed and they hadn't won the tag titles, I would probably like this. If they had just been undercard guys having good matches, doing stuff on Ring of Honor, doing stuff on Dark when it was existed, I would have liked this, I think. Which is the sad part. But I feel like somehow AW ruins them by giving them the belts over the acclaimed. No, I agree. And we've talked about that um, at length a lot. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, talk about it too much. But... Um, I do agree. Uh, I think that the acclaimed were just so hot still at that time, and yanking the titles off of them was just mm-hmm. not. And like I, I, I didn't mind uh, the Gun Boys like having the titles, but pulling the titles off of the acclaimed at that point is kind of what rubbed me the wrong way. I think mostly. Yeah, I Along think that I'm not really being super ready i guess yeah i think that's like 
is the biggest takeaway is like mm-hmm. when it happens and why they did it. And I also don't like that now somehow they're, you know, tangentially involved in this a feud with FTR again. <laughs> it's like they're, there. Like, they're like the thorns in FTR side. They're like always there. They're like looking in the windows, like knocking. Like, hello, I see you. Uh, but I do think this feud will be the best thing for FTR because mm-hmm. um, this tag title run is so blah, especially like, I feel like the acclaimed tag title run looking back, the matches were not as good as I thought they were like the feuds. I mean, but I do think the acclaimed run was just so, I really loved it as a fan. So I'm hoping we get back there with FTR and maybe CM Punk, like if CM Punk will help. I don't know. I'm still kind of eager to see where they go with CM Punk as a character. Um, because I do think there is a certain sect of the AW fan base that will refuse to cheer him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get them over eventually, but it's going to be a rough few weeks. I mean, in Chicago, Chicago doesn't count. He's going to be cheered, obviously. But after that, I don't know. I'm like iffy about it. I know. And over the weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting CM Punk back. And like, I was so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think about, like, you know, last year when all that stuff happened and just, like, how down we all felt, you and I specifically. And, like, the morale was so down, especially on Tag Talk. It was so bad. Yeah. But then I was like, man, I'm so, I'm so excited. Um, I don't know. I love punk. And, you know, I'm excited to see where he goes with this run. Um because, like I've said in the past, I think that, to an extent, um, everybody deserves to kind of, you know, write their own story and go out how they want to. And I think that, you know, Funk still had a lot left in him. So I'm happy that we get to see him back this week. Yeah, I'm happy they were able to work it out, Punk and AW, I mean, um, and I'm excited if they do go with Punk and Joe, just like the Ring of Honor fan in me is like, yeah, yes, it's this gonna is be good. I know the promos alone, like, I feel like I'm going to be super into it. And also because I feel like I'm excited to see Joe doing something major, you know, because he hasn't done something in a while, in my opinion, major, like at that level in wrestling since the AJ Styles feud yeah. way back in WWE. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and you know what? This match is for me. If you don't like this match, I don't care. Because you know what? Collision needs to start off hot. And what's hotter than Tag Talk? Nothing. Period. Listen, (laughs) I love how it's like we're getting like both of our favorite things in the span of like days. Like me with the Hung Bucks. I mean, both of us, but like mostly me. And then you get CMFTR. I love that. Yeah. I love it. And you know what? I have... um, I should have taken it down, but I have um, CMFTR figures, and then Haley got me the Young Bucks, so now I have the Hung Bucks as figures. And I'm not saying, listen, Haley. Ha- oh, I'm like looking. Oh my god, and then the Bucks are up there. Oh, we have matching Bucks. Yeah, that's why I got um, them. <laughs> oh my god, I think that they're the best. Um, Listen, when the game comes out, 
you be the hungbox because you can play online. You be the hungbox. I'll be seeing FTR. Listen, there's something here. <laughs> okay. You did not sound convinced, but you know no, what? Absolutely, we should do that, and we should film it. <laughs> okay, I I wasn't gonna film it, but we could do that if you like. Um, I was gonna say something about CM Punk, and now I don't remember. Um, but anyway, no thoughts, just CM Punk. No thoughts, just CM Punk. My brain is just like running wild, though. Was like all the potential things that they can do with CM Punk. Yeah. And I feel like part of me, like CM, I knew CM Punk was coming back. And, you know, most people have known for a while. But it's like, it's going to be so, I, I don't know, I'm just excited for his entrance. I'm excited for the match. It's going to be a great thing. I don't really plan on watching Collision live, you know, every Saturday, just because I don't want to. Um but, you know, if CM Punk has a major match, they might get me to watch it. I don't know. But I think in general, this is the best way they could have gone. The best way? The best path they could have gone with it. So I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about Impact Wrestling? Yes. Which we don't really talk about a lot on Tag Talk. So I love when we do. We don't. And I think, like, I don't, I don't know why we don't. Because it's like we both keep up with it, but then we just never talk about it. It's just like, it's just our hidden secret. Like, no one knows that we like Impact. Um, But listen, guys. I'm not going to do the, like, generic corny. Impact is doing major stuff, guys. Impact is doing great stuff, guys. Because if you're not going to watch Impact, you're not going to watch Impact. But I will say, Trinity is doing, like, incredibly an Impact. I think, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, when it was announced um, that she, you know, was going to impact and everything, I think a lot of people had reservations just because of, you know, how things have been in the past with them. But they've really been on the up and up, especially in the women's division um, in the last Mm -hmm. couple years. And so I'm so happy to see that she can you know, have some of these dream matches with a lot of these women and also help boost the division, you know, because they, they need strong women like that, um, that kind of have that following as well. Like they can't just all go to AEW guys. (laughs) That'd be great, but they can't all just go to AEW. I wish she went to AEW, but I, I'm glad she's an impact. There's something about impact, not just with Trinity, But I think lately with, you know, I think Jonathan Gresham with, you know, stuff they're doing in the tag division, like Ace Austin and Chris Bay, Mm -hmm. like something because Impact has a smaller audience and just like the vibes of the promotion. I feel like talent can do a lot more experimenting with things. And I think that's a really good place for Trinity um, to really like explore who she is as a wrestler outside of like the crazy insane aw audience because i think there's there's a lot of women in aw who were in that you know building stage like figuring stuff out like anna j um who did kind of get ridiculed by the aw audience uh and so i'm glad trinity is in a place where she can sort out who she is without wwe uh mercedes of course gets to do it in new japan which new japan has a big audience but i feel like um 
its North American audience is its most vicious, yeah. count, vicious section of its audience. Like North American wrestling fans are nuts. Um, oh, and also, I totally forgot. Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara are having a baby. So congratulations baby to them. Girl. girl, yeah. That is so so awesome. Um, I always think it's funny though when wrestlers announce that they're having a baby and it's a girl because it's like everybody has daughters. <laughs> it's like it's like if you have a boy, you're like a rarity somehow. Like I, I love it. You know, we I love, love women taking like over. The, yeah, the next generation of wrestlers is gonna be like all girls. And you know what? I'm As here it for should it. be. <laughs> Um, but back to Trinity and Impact. Um, and there are a lot of things that kind of turned me off about Impact. I won't lie. I'm not yeah. like a diehard Impact fan. But I do think that Gianna Prazo and Trinity at the forefront of the women's division, whether they're teaming together in the tag situation, whether they're wrestling, whatever they're doing, I can't lie. I feel like that is a main event women's scene that rivals AEW's. Like in terms of the talent, like the caliber of talent and what they're doing with it, especially with, you know, the outcast story. And I don't know what, where they're going with it. I don't know what Forbidden Door has planned, whether Stardom will be there or not. But I really, really liked this. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they kind of take it, um, especially because to me, I feel like uh, Trinity and Deanna should main event. Slammiversary, their title match should main event, in my opinion. Um, but having two face characters is going to be interesting. We do still have a lot of time for, you know, a turn to happen. Yeah. So I'm interested. Do we see Trinity turn? I don't know. I think I think the dynamic could be cool. But I also think that, like, maybe not right now. I'd be into it, I think, because I think be the way that they left WWE, Trinity and Mercedes, I mean, they're going to get cheered oh, just yeah. because fans, the people who watch Impact, a lot of them, they're big supporters of the talent themselves because you have to be to watch Impact, like to go out of your way to watch Impact. So they would have to do something dastardly to get her booed. But that, like, to me, is compelling. Like, I hate, I love a heel turn that I don't expect or he'll turn that is so like disgusting that I feel something. And that I think would be one. Um, so you know what? I'm kind of into it. I feel like you kind of sold me on it. <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've really been into Trinity's work and impact. Um, and admittedly I've been watching impact a lot more now that she's there. And I think, you know, a lot of people, can say the same so yeah impact has a lot of wrestlers i really like like dirty dangos there oh, yes Trinity's there uh nick aldis is there now um i really love every time uh masha slamovich is there oh, we love masha um jordan grace unfortunately is not there anymore but when jordan was there i love jordan so like they have a great roster and i think people just look at impact and they think it's the minor league. So they don't go out, you know, they're not going to go out of their way to watch it. But I feel like once you do and you can get over, cause I think to some people, the small audience and like the convention center vibes of the impact stage, 
I, I understand why people don't like to enjoy to watch wrestling unless it's in a big arena. I totally get it because the crowd is such a big part of the show. But once you get past that, like the quality of wrestling is really great. And the stories they're able to tell, like I said, because they can experiment more and they can try things because their audience is smaller. And I also feel like their audience is really forgiving. And AW's audience used to be that way, but I think recently AW's audience has been rightly more critical. I think you're it's totally right to criticize AW right now. Um, but yeah, I'm just super excited. Like uh slam anniversary is in a month, I think. I think it's July 14th, July 15th, something like that. We're on listen, slam anniversary is like Impact's biggest show. So we need to pull out all the stops. We need to do we need to do for Trinity in every match. Trinity, Trinity versus Gresham, Trinity versus Nick Aldis. I don't care what it is. Give it to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my. And you know what? That's something that back in the day, that's something Dixie Carter would have done. Like, she <laughs> car, like they're going to wrestle God. every match. <laughs> Listen, I used to be a TNA fan and I'm not embarrassed to say it. I watched it every time. Even when Dixie Carter was there. I was into it. I was a child, but I liked it. Uh, but so, but you know what? That that's when I knew how bad wrestling could get. And so that's why I I guess that's why I'm like so forgiving. I'm like this is not for me, but like go off. I guess. I mean, this unless it's Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> unless it's Jeff Jarrett, then it's a definite no for me. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still your, your ongoing beef with Jeff Jarrett is my favorite, and I love that like it manifested in the TNA days. I just, I love it. I love. I know. I just have this very vivid memory of, and I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood, so this is big. When I've been like five or six years old, maybe a little bit older, I don't remember, and just despising that man. <laughs> and you know what? I carried that through life. I, I carried it when he showed up um, at GCW. That's when I knew he was going to be a thorn in my side again. And look, he was. Listen, I want somebody to be as dedicated to me as Kylie is at hating Jeff Jarrett. And oh my God, speaking of TNA, and, and you know what, period, because this is a real hatred I feel. But when I was a kid um, and Generation Me was there, which is, you don't know, it's the Young Bucks. I didn't put it together that the Young Bucks were Generation Me until, embarrassingly, like 2018. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I really, I did not connect those dots. I really didn't. And, and you know what? I'm not embarrassed to say that because I feel like it, it's right to, like, you don't look at someone like the Young Bucks, you know, generational wrestlers, and you're like, oh my God, they were generation me. Like, and you know, what? I'm not embarrassed about it. You can laugh. That's okay. I'm not embarrassed. Listen, we should do a whole episode on generation me. Just because I I feel like, you know what? I feel like even the young bucks, they'd be honored that I didn't connect the dots. They'd be like, that's so good. Because we do not want to talk about Generation Me. Absolutely not. But I do. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Generation Me, listen, the young bucks and TNA were not bad. I, I don't think it was as big of a disaster as they make it out to be when they talk about it. But listen, that character. Generation Me, that those characters were just out there. And I despised them. And then I loved the Young Bucks when I saw them in PWG. So I was like, I'm very confused about the situation. But maybe we could do like a TNA retrospective. We just like, 
I don't know what we would talk about. Motor City? We could figure it out. Your money, there's Ace and Eight. What? I said there's a lot to work with. Yeah. But overall, I feel like Impact is in a good place. I feel like AW is in a good place. I don't want to talk about WWE because I don't think they're in a good place. (laughs) (laughs) For me, at least. Um, And yeah, I'm so excited for Forbidden Door. I'm really curious, um, just to kind of wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been, like, some talk from Fightful. I think some from, like, PW Insider. I think someone in the chat in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong about stardom maybe being part of Forbidden Door maybe having you know a talent or two go over there's like this discourse about oh is Wrestling Observer about Canadian visas whether they need them or not I don't know I don't care about all that but what do you think just to wrap us up here what do you think about stardom maybe being involved in Forbidden Door uh and what kind of matches would you like to see? Would you like, you know, Tony Storm, obviously, but maybe like a Joshi situation, a tag situation, like Kenny Omega loves. Like, what would you want from that? See, when Forbidden Door was announced, I was like, oh, like we we need to get stardom involved because, uh, you know, we didn't get that last year and, you know, it really upset me. Um, so I was like, we definitely need it. We definitely need it. Um, but then they announced that show, and a lot of their top talent is going to be on that show. Yeah. So I just, I don't know what making that work. I mean, there's a possibility, like, you could do other matches with um, other people that I st- think would still be really good. Um, so, I don't know. I would I would love to see Stardom involved in some way, though. Um, but, I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. top matches that I would love to see. But it doesn't look like we're going to get those yet. So, Yeah, and it's... Um, I mean, I guess, okay, I feel bad because last Forbidden Door, there was no women. I mean, there was an AW women's match, but it wasn't like Forbidden Door style match. So I want one this year, Tony Storm versus Kyrie, Tony Storm versus... I, I don't know, because they have that show that weekend. But I really do think Stardom... Mm-hmm. If not this year, then it has to be next year. Like, yeah. with the relationship Stardom has with New Japan and Stardom, uh, New Japan having a women's title and the New Japan strong women's title, I feel like you have to do the Forbidden Door dream matches because you can't just have, okay, our Forbidden Door situation is going to be Willow, New Japan strong women's champion against someone. Like, that's not Forbidden Door because Willow is AEW. So I think you can't forget about the women in the situation and they can't keep doing it because listen, the pay-per-view is going to be probably best of the year just because of Danielson and Okada and then Omega and Osprey. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't understand. And it, maybe AW is doing all they can. Maybe Stardom's doing all they can. I don't know, but you can't just do like they did last year, just throw a women's match together last minute. And that's that. Like, even if you don't have Stardom, you can make it work. Like you can do, you could bring back like Riho and Yuka Sakazaki and the crowd will pop for them. Like they always do. And they could have a great match or you could have Britt Baker versus, I don't know, Ruby. And that would be a great match. But like, you need a key, like a keystone women's match that isn't thrown together and annoying. Um, so I don't know. And like the CMLL AAA stuff, I am, there's a lot of history there, 
And I think it's best for AW's relationship with New Japan to just CMA, AAA and CMLL, just put them aside. They cannot be part of Forbidden Door. There's too much politics there. Um, and people are leaving AAA, but like Roosh, like his family has beef with CMLL. Yeah, it's, it's like, you can't. Or he should just stay out of all of that like he is and just mind his own business. It's too big a hassle. Too big a hassle. Um, and also bring in the impact women, Jason says. Yeah. Listen, we Haley and I have been beating that drum for months <laughs> that impact should be part of Forbidden Door because you can get so many better, like great matches out of it. And New Japan and Impact have a relationship. So I think there's too many talent in Impact that would be stars on the Forbidden Door stage. So it's like I don't know. I don't know why Impact isn't there. I really don't. But I would like to see it. Yeah, and I think if you if if we can't do stardom now, um, impact would be great. There are yeah. so many knockouts that I would love to see wrestle on and, and you know what? Like bare minimum, AEW should ask Impact to borrow Trinity. Yes. Can, yes. Yes. Uh, Trinity versus Willow. That's yes. the door, and That's I'd be into it. I had this written down. Um when we were going to do that, or when we did that podcast, um, the PWI podcast, that I unfortunately got kicked out of because of... You didn't get kicked out. Power. <laughs> my power went off like, three yeah. times, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let them do this without me. I didn't get kicked off. But anyways, I had that match written down in my notes. I really want to see that match. And you know what? It would. I feel like AW could get it. Yeah. And I feel like that's... It's a benign singles match. Like, there's no political implications. But it's one that fans would love to see and they would pop for. So, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I'm going to call up... Uh, listen, Tony Khan, if you're watching. And I know you are. Um, listen, just do it. Because if it, if, we, it, if it ends up being Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. I would love to see... Um... Tony and Mayu eventually, um, especially with their history in yeah. stardom with the title and stuff. Like, I would love to see that match eventually. And I think it was Sean's report that said stardom was really interested in Tony and wanting to bring in yeah. Tony. Um, so maybe like they could cut a deal there. I don't know, but I think it's a just an. I think it's a crime that New Japan is doing so much. To you know, for the stardom relationship and also for its own women's division, I think it's a crime that that's not, you know, a priority that we don't have a match yet announced, um, because we have men's matches and we see like the vision for other men's matches, yeah. and I'm like, it's looking very barren on the women's side. Like, what is going on? I don't know. There's no lack of women in AEW or otherwise. Exactly, and it's. It's absolutely crazy to me. Okay, so Chris Statlander comes back. Thunder Rosa comes back. You know, we have a new women's world champion. And AW's like, I wonder who would be wrestling at Forbidden Door. <laughs> I wonder, Tony, who will be wrestling at Forbidden Door? It's, it's like, oh, it makes me want to squeeze. I just want to grab Tony Khan and shake him. And be like, it's common sense, Tony. It's not rocket science. It's a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm so excited for Forbidden Door. I mean, I think it's going to be a great show. But I do think 
there's a little bit of confusion surrounding mostly the women. And I think we'll get some clarity in the coming days, especially because, you know, people like Sean are working to get this, get the scoops, the dirt sheets. Um, so I think we'll get clarity, but like, but like I said, um, I don't want it to be a situation like last year where it's just, here's the AW women's world title. I want forbidden door. You promised me forbidden door. That's what I want. And you know what? I don't care if it's just Trinity. Because I would be into it. Me too. Period. <laughs> Trinity, if you're watching, <laughs> shoot your shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so I think, oh my God. We didn't talk about Jungle Hook. We went a whole show without talking about Jungle Hook. <laughs> and listen, before we went live, Haley was like, we're going to talk the whole time about Jungle Hook and it's going to be awful. It's going to be like such a bad show. And I'm like, I did not say that. Why are you putting words in my mouth, Kylie? I said, we're going to talk about the Hung Bucks and Jungle Hook the whole time. And that's just what it's going to be. And I totally forgot about, about Jungle Hook. That. Like, I was so wrapped up in, like, other things. I know. But, um, I mean, we have a few minutes. We could talk about Jungle Hook, just because I feel like we have to. Haley, what did you think of the match? Uh, first of all. Okay. I I love seeing Hook in this environment. It's, like, hard-hitting uh, style. I love, like, hardcore Hook. Give me more hardcore Hook. Hardcore but Hook. also, the continued teasing with Jungle Boy... And the ripping of the mask, like that's very heel of him. That's very heel. Yes. I don't I'm know. So excited! First of all, there was so much blood in this match. Yes. <laughs> like so much blood, and Hook was covered in it. Um, but Juggle Hook, I think they're really doing a lot to make them edgy and like something, something for the young people. Yes. And I'm so I excited. Really I think. I think Jungle Boy is finally growing into his leather jacket. Like, I think that's my takeaway. Uh, and I'm excited for Hook because it's Hook is doing something different than he's done before. And I'm really into it. And now they have a pride shirt, Jungle Hook pride shirt, which is. Which? I, love mm, I don't know how I feel about two shirts. Mm, I don't know. I Jungle like the design, though. Yeah, I think it's a really good design. And, you know, I love. It's a double-edged sword because I love wrestlers who aren't part of the community who support Pride. But at the same time, it's like AW doesn't have any LGBTQ wrestlers really with Pride merch. And I think you can still do like designs like the Jungle Hook design. But like, where's Nyla? You know, where, where's Sunny Kiss? Where, where's Tony? Where are all of these people? There's no lack of LGBTQ plus talent in that company. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, it's June 12th. So you would think they would have had this Pride merch prepared before. And I almost feel like at that point, like, you just don't do that. You just do the AW rainbow shirt. And that's like your Pride shirt. Like, you don't have a shirt. And they're like, we're going to do Jungle Hook Pride. Jungle Hook Pride. And like, no one else. It's a little bit sus. Um, But I do love Jungle Hook. I hope, listen, last week we talked about this and I was like, Jungle Boy's going to turn heel. It's going to be a great feud. I'm so excited. But now I'm like, I love them so much. I'm like, just wait a little bit. Wait a little bit. Like at least to all in. 
like get, I want that to be like a big singles match and like we can get June and July of Jungle Hook and like really love them and like dig our teeth into it and then the turn will be that much shocking like that's what I want I don't remember who somebody I follow on Twitter was talking about this and I don't remember who so I'm so sorry I promise I'm not stealing your idea but they were talking about like because everybody is expecting um, Jungle Boy to turn mm-hmm. but like what if they both turn and they're just like a heel tag team. I would kind of be into that. I don't know. Versus the acclaimed. Oh! <laughs> that girl you felt that in your soul. My mouth was you felt that in your soul. That that hit you. <laughs> we need to clip that. We need to make that a short. We need to spread that to the world. Just put it on the shirt. It's just oh. <laughs> oh make them say oh. I love that. I love that for a second you forgot you were on camera. <laughs> I did. I did. I forgot we were I'm still recording. This oh, is what happened. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> listen, and Jason says, what about Dan Housen? The story sells itself, Jason. If Hook is at his lowest, who will always be there to bring him up? Dan Housen. You know what it's giving? Golden lovers. <laughs> 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 That's why they have the pride shirt. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is why we should have talked about Jungle Hook first. Because <laughs> now I've opened a new can of worms and we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> Listen, oh my god. Whew. Jungle Hook versus the acclaimed, right? The acclaimed beat them. And then Jungle Boy turns. And he's mad at Hook and he's beating him up. And who saves him? It's Danhausen returning from his whatever he had injured. I don't remember his whatever injury. Listen, at all in. Oh my God. And he just comes out with a bag of chips. I think I would cry. I would shed a tear. I'm shedding a tear right now. There are a really large bag of chips. He's <laughs> <laughs> dressed as a bag of chips. Who's <laughs> the snack? <laughs> too much. This is a lot, but you know what? I feel I can't like this tell is if I'm sweating or if there are tears in my eyes. <laughs> I have so many tears in my eyes. One because I was laughing a lot, and also like I'm, I love emotional stories, so I'm like actually invested in this. But Hook and Jungle Boy are gonna have a great time. I just hope when the breakup happens, and I think it will happen with a heel turn, regardless of who turns heel or whether they both turn heel. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I do like the idea of them being a heel tag team though. I love that. Um, I hope we get like some sort of payoff that isn't just, okay, tag team's done. Wash our hands of it because AW does that sometimes. And they we've do already gotten things. that with Jungle Hook. Like they said, yeah. Oh, one time or one night only or whatever. And then it wasn't. And we got a little bit more and then it was, and then away. it was, it was two nights only yeah. except now they're back. I love that I love that AW didn't put a clause in where they were like, we're gonna advertise this this one night only, so you're forbidden from wrestling together forever. <laughs> I would have done that. If I were to AW, I would have done that. But they didn't. And you know what? Thank God they didn't because now we have jungle hook. I was I loved this. The blood was a lot. Um, but listen, <clears throat> I'm into it. And I love that 
when Jurassic Express broke up, I was a little bit concerned for Jungle Boy because I feel like his character doesn't sell itself the way that Luchasaurus does. But listen, he's got the leather jacket. He beat up Christian Cage. And he said, you know what? I'm going for my man and we're going for the tag titles. And I respect it. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the general it. consensus. Happy Pride. This episode, everything we talked about was truly for the girlies, the gays, the days, all of it. Happy Pride. Listen, next week's tag, tag talk should be a Pride Month special with all Jungle Hook fantasy booking and anything else. Listen, I'm not a pro. It wouldn't be all Jungle Hook, but I'm not opposed to doing a Pride special if you guys would be into that. I don't know what we would talk about. We'd have to like figure it out on Twitter or whatever. But if you guys want a Pride special, I'm into it. I know Haley's into it too. So just let us know. Send us a comment. You know, send us a tweet, something, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll do it. Because you know what? I feel like after this week's AEW, we're going to need a Pride special. <laughs> I feel like maybe something might, you know, necessitate it. Um, that I cannot, I listen, I remember Jungle Hook. And in my head, I was like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Oh, boy. You know what? We could probably talk about Jungle Hook for the next 45 minutes, but we can't. Uh, mainly... <laughs> Because that would just be a lot. <laughs> I don't want to subject you to that because I think Haley and I are very professional in tag talk. Yeah. But what you guys don't realize is we are insane. And if you could hear our, if you could hear our voice messages that we send to each other about wrestling booking and things like that, you'd understand why I'm cutting us off here before we publicly embarrass ourselves. So yeah. Um, thank you for watching Tag Talk. <laughs> um, I'm going to let Haley do her plugs and her final thoughts. And we're, we're going to wrap this up before it gets out of hand. Oh, my final thoughts. Um, God bless the Hungbucks. Yeah, God bless the Hungbucks. <laughs> That's my final thought. Um, you, guys, you guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Haleyan underscore. Uh, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, I have an interview out with um, Anthony Bowens. Speaking of pride, <laughs> um, I have an interview out with Anthony Bowens. It's on my Twitter. I'm really proud of it. Um, yeah, I think it's great. But yeah, what else? Oh, uh, Eating the Indies. Um, yeah, that's coming soon. Promise. Promise. Uh, I will tweet the link. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been asking me um, you know, where it'll be available to purchase, where you can purchase it. And I love the enthusiasm and I'm so excited for you guys to get copies. Um, but it's not done being edited yet. So when it is, I'll let you know. Period. Period. <laughs> I also just wanted to say, um, mm -hmm. if you guys were interested, uh, Cody Rhodes is wrestling The Miz one-on-one -on, -one on Raw. That matches for me. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> my plugs. You can follow me on Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. I post everything I'm doing there. Um, I also have been tweeting a lot about politics and history lately. So if you're into that, I guess you can follow me. I'm, I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Uh, this is Fightful Overbooked. There are a lot of great shows on Fightful Overbooked. Tag Talk, Coexisting, uh, just lots of great wrestling and non-wrestling content. So make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. 
Uh, if you're watching this after we go live, hello. Like this video. Comment below. Comment one, your thoughts on collision. Because I think it's still divisive. And two, if you want us to do a Pride episode and what we would talk about on a Pride episode. Um, whether that's like history of wrestling, history, you know, wrestling. Or whether that's like stuff that's happening now, whatever. I don't care. Let me know. Um, this is Tack Talk. We are live every Monday at 3 p.m. It's always me and Haley always talking about taxi wrestling, always being annoying and maybe a little bit too much, but that's why you like us. Oh, Haley has a thing. No, I was going to say, but we do have an episode, a very exciting episode coming up that we're filming this week. <gasps> we're very excited about <laughs> Yes, we are. This is an episode that will not be live. We are filming this episode, but <clears throat> it'll be in our time slot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned for that. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Haley on Twitter for that. It's going to be super, super exciting. Uh, like this video, comment, subscribe. I did all the things. So thank you guys so much for watching. I will get, we'll have more Jungle Hook content for you soon. I had to stop us though, because I could sense that we were getting a little riled up. And when we get riled up, the train does not stop. She <laughs> runs through the station. And that's not what we want to do on camera so we'll do that on our own time but we'll have more jungle hook content when we're a little bit less <clears throat> yes okay thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you next week monday 3 p.m bye <laughs>